If you've recovered from COVID-19 or unknowingly been exposed to it, you may have antibodies that could help COVID-19 patients. Donate blood and receive testing for COVID-19 antibodies. Visit Vitalant.org today. A different future starts with you. That's why GoDaddy does more than help you find a name. You can create, sell, and get found online. So any small business could be a driving force to create change or build an empire. We know old ideas aren't cutting it anymore. So we're calling for a new generation of thinking, your way of thinking. So whatever you have in mind that will help make a different future, find everything you need to get started at GoDaddy.com. Because the future isn't decided yet. It's up to us to make it happen. Start different at GoDaddy.com. This is an ode to the glass noodle. You may be glass only in name, but our love for you is crystal clear in every Bibigo Korean dumpling. Your tantalizing texture tickles the taste buds. And while you are see-through, the world can't help but see you. The Glass Noodle, one of many obsessively crafted ingredients in every plump and juicy Korean dumpling from Bibigo. Go handcrafted. Go Bibigo. Authentic Korean dumplings now in the freezer aisle. On episode 63 of Confessions of a Marketer, SEO is dead. Hi, it's Mark Reed Edwards. Welcome back to Confessions of a Marketer. Corinne Conroy is back to continue our chat about whole brain marketing. We'll get to that in just a moment. Coming soon, we have Josh Martin back in to dig a bit more into product marketing. Chris Daly will be back to figure out how to convert social media traffic. And Ricardo Osti will be in to chat about the role marketing plays in the customer experience. Also, I'm excited that a few people who've been on before will be back, including L. Wolf, John Chang, and Rob Whedon. I want to invite you to have a listen to my other venture, the Innovation Podcast, the iPod we like to call it, with my co-host Garnett Harriman. Lots of fun stuff happening over there. Head over to theinnovationpodcast.co to tune in. Okay, back to Corinne Conroy. Last time, Corinne introduced the concept of whole-brained marketing. In the second part of our discussion, we talk about SEO, trends Corinne is following, and things like chatbots. So let's get to it. They are all different, but I do have kind of a set of questions that are very broad and get to the heart of their bigger message and who their clients are. I am very systematic. I've learned over years. I've been doing just this law firm part for about 12 years now. And so over the course of years, I've learned how to kind of create more systems around these projects because it very quickly can, you know, just go off the rails and stall. And typically website projects aren't something that people are very comfortable with. They haven't, they've maybe done them once or twice before, maybe, but oftentimes, you know, they, they haven't and they don't know how it works and they're a little bit, they're a little uncomfortable with it. So I try to make it as very clear. And I always start out by saying, listen, I'm not an attorney and I don't pretend to understand how your work happens. And so I don't expect you to understand how this happens. I'm going to try to make it as clear and understandable as you, as possible. And, you know, so I don't expect them to understand for sure, the technology behind the website, but not even, you know, how we go about making these choices. So initially, mm-hmm. I, I do have, you know, a set of intake questions that get to who their clients are, who we're kind of trying to approach and and or who the visitor is to the website and just kind of nail down 
the big initial questions about what the visuals should look like as far as tone. You know, some of these clients are coming to me and they have a very corporate kind of, you know, look to them. And some of them are like estate planning attorneys who have a very personal one-on-one type of consumer. So, you know, the, the visuals are all over the place, depending on, you know, who they are and what kind of clients they're working with. You mentioned SEO earlier, yeah. and I'm just interested in what your point of view is on SEO for, you know, the legal profession. But just in general, it seems to me like it's almost dead because, uh, you know, Google kind of owns it and they can change it whenever they want on a whim. Yeah, I've had different beliefs, I guess, about it over the years, too. And I don't think it's dead. I think it. you need to be very realistic about it. I always start every SEO conversation out by describing that I'm very conservative about it. Yeah. A lot of these attorneys have gotten these huge pitches from SEO firms that talk about, you know, very like hard kind of used car salesman pitches and they don't understand the technology behind it. And they get really confused really quickly. And they say, I don't know how this stuff works. And it sounds very, you know, snake oil. And so, but there is a lot to setting your website up the correct way to make sure that you're ranking. And there are things, we have tools where we will run through the site and do an audit to find potential errors, things that aren't optimized, you know, to their their best. And then in certain, in very certain, very niche areas in, you know, the kind of work that I do, there are places where pay-per-click and things like that do make sense, but there's many more where it doesn't. So, you know, I have some clients who have a very specialized kind of practice where after doing a bunch of research to establish, you know, goals and make sure that there's value there, we will set up a campaign. And if we don't see results quickly, I'm not going to waste their money. And, you know, my, my main goal is to let them know that, you know, I want you to see value. I want you to see measurable results. And I'll even tell them from the beginning, if you don't start to feel it, you don't need to see my reports. You don't need to, you know, kind of get all the numbers. But if you don't feel that all of a sudden the phone is ringing better and you're getting more clients and you just sense that it's doing what it's supposed to be doing, then, you know, it probably isn't. So you don't need to have an advanced degree in analytics yeah. to know in your gut if this stuff is working. Yeah, and I mean, you know, most of these are relatively small businesses. Right. So they know when the phone's ringing or when it is Exactly, right? exactly. But a lot of times they just get sold this kind of bill of goods about it where they, you know, they sit down with a really kind of harsh salesman who says, okay, if you spend $10,000, but you get 15 cases, you know, and they start to kind of crunch these numbers and yeah. in a way where they just kind of their head spins a little bit. So I try to kind of step back from that and say, listen, forget all of that stuff. You know, it, it should just be basically working. If you've recovered from COVID-19 or unknowingly been exposed to it, you may have antibodies that could help COVID-19 patients. Donate blood and receive testing for COVID-19 antibodies. Visit Vitalant.org today. You know, this is where the rational side of the brain comes in. Right, Right. exactly, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, thinking kind of holistically of about marketing and the creative world, are there any trends you're tracking for the next year or so that you're interested in? You know, to be honest, the legal industry is very 
behind. So, you know, things that seem very current and, you know, fancy to law firms are stuff typically that, you know, the rest of the world figured out a few years ago. (laughs) So, you know, they're just figuring out now how to do kind of chat on websites in a way that's not obnoxious and actually, you know, is more like the intelligent kind of person there to help answer questions and kind of stuff like that. In the past, these chat things would pop up and it was horrible and it just yeah. interfered with the whole experience. And, you know, I would honestly say that podcasts are just kind of getting there with the legal industry, whereas, you know, I think the rest of the world, it's been five or six years now. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, the things that I'm seeing that are fresh for the legal industry are not going to be any kind of revolutionary things that I think your audience would be like, oh, that's that's an interesting idea. The one thing that I love and that I talk to my clients all the time about are the kind of calendar scheduling things like I use Calendly. And this is, I just absolutely love that. And they get better and better where I can embed it into an email and just say, here's the next two times, click on it. And they don't even have to click out to a browser. I, you know, I find that to be such a game changer in that kind of tennis match of back and forth trying to set up a time. Sure. And, you know, not again, not revolutionary, but it really does change things for me and for law firms, especially when they want to be available to their clients who are, you know, oftentimes kind of going through a crisis or things like that. So, you know, I I would say, yeah, I think it's the, the things that are becoming more and more kind of trendy for lawyers are these little things like that that make a big difference in people's lives, but aren't like, you know, an iPad that never existed before, you know, some kind of brand new, you know, amazing life-changing thing for the rest of the masses. (laughs) Well, sometimes incremental change can be revolutionary in an industry, you know, And, and I think that maybe is the case in the legal realm. Yeah, I think so. And, you know, honestly, the, the calendar thing, it really has changed my ability to appear available at all times to my yeah. clients. They know that they can just, you know, pop in and grab time on my calendar without having to even really contact me. So, you know, it, they have a different approach to, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to email her and we're going to go back and forth. And so, you know, like you said, little things like that are, it's really been revolutionary in my ability to kind of present myself to my clients and potential clients. That's neat. And you mentioned, you know, chat on websites. Do, you know, legal businesses use chat bots and things like that? Or or are there kind of legal ramifications of using that? That's a good question. I think there are. And I'm the first to say I'm not a lawyer. So, and from one state to the next, you know, some of these things, one state bar is more kind of, you know, readily responding to things like that. So I would always advise my clients to check it out with their state bar because even as far as like the requirements for the things they need to say on the bottom of their website with their privacy policy and things like that, that's different from one state to the next. Sure. But I think the chat thing is getting better. Like I said before, it used to be so obnoxious. It would just kind of hit you in the face as soon as you, you know, landed on the site and you couldn't get it to go away. And it was just obnoxious. But now 
it's usually this like kind of AI little, you know, robot woman, man, you know, whatever <laughs> thing down in the corner that is actually useful where if you have a quick question, I find myself using it on, you know, other websites all the time sure. where I just have yeah. a quick question. And so if it's done well and if it's done right, I think it can be useful. And depending on the practice area, you know, if it's a estate planning attorney and they, their clients don't have critical, urgent questions, you know, they just need to drop a will or something that they don't probably need a chat bot. But if you are a criminal defense attorney and, you know, they are, the police are knocking on their door and they are panicked and they need an answer immediately. And that chat bot connects to potentially, you know, texting on your phone and they can get that quick, immediate response. Hmm. There's a much higher potential for that client to stay with, you know, that attorney than the next website that doesn't have that feature. Yeah. Boy, if the police are knocking on your door, though, are you going to go onto a website? <laughs> well, maybe that's a bad example, but maybe they're driving on their way driving over. Right. <laughs> Good. It's a fascinating area of, of the world, the, <laughs> the legal realm. And I'm sure we could talk for hours about it, but thanks for joining me. This was really a fun chat. Absolutely. I enjoyed being here. Thanks so much for having me. All right, thanks to Corinne for joining me. Next time, Josh Martin is back to delve into the product marketing job. This episode of Confessions of a Marketer was written, produced, and edited by yours truly. T. Jordan of A-Class Productions wrote the theme music. Confessions of a Marketer is a trademark of Reed Edwards Global Inc., and this episode is copyright 2019. I'm Mark Reed Edwards. See you next time. Stay home for the greater good. Secondhand smoke doesn't. It drifts through cracks in walls, air vents, and sink drains, spreading toxic chemicals that can damage lungs. Secondhand vape also puts your lungs at risk, even with the fruity smells. Protect yourself and the people around you from these secondhand dangers. Learn how at tobaccofreeca.com.